1: So the Justin Tinsley, George Sedano, and Courtney Cronin. Courtney, back to us from the combine. She'll tell us exactly what a broad jump means for a quarterback and a TV host. Nice. And the current QB market, Derek Carr gets
2: sainted.
3: Let's go. It's a first-round jump there,
1: Doug. Tony. Tony, I want
2: to know what your 40 time is.
1: Ah, my 40 time was... Well, in my Fordham rugby days, I was running away from tackles at record numbers, so maybe that was... NFL quarterback news of the day, the Saints signing Derek Carr, four years, $150 million with 100 in guarantees. It's a fluid situation, but right now that looks like it slots him ninth in quarterback salaries per year for the upcoming season. Courtney Cronin, we'll start with you around the horn. How does car to New Orleans go over?
2: Tony, Derek Carr is the big winner in all of this. He goes to a team that lacks a true long-term option at the quarterback position, nor do they have the draft capital to move up and get somebody. So he goes to a place where he's going to be the guy and he has that job security right away. And what I was hearing coming out of the combine was the pitch to Derek Carr included, hey, you get to play in a dome. No more worrying about playing in these crazy weather games. You get to play for a team that made a big investment on the offensive line. Four first-rounders, one second-rounders and the five that will be protecting him up front. Additionally, we've heard that stat about how good Derek Carr is in clutch time. Game-winning drives in the fourth quarter and overtime, 33 since 2014 that leads the league. Because he's had to do it on teams that have had terrible defenses. The Saints ranked ninth in points per game in 2022. The, La- the Las Vegas and the Oakland Raiders, the two teams that he played for before this year, never ranked higher than 15. Plus, this means big things potentially for Michael Thomas. I'm hearing that Derek Carr signing with the, La- with the New Orleans Saints means that Thomas could end up reducing his salary to come back and play with the Saints in 2023.
1: George Sedano on what Carr to the Saints means. Tony, he's going
4: to the worst division in football, so that's good for Derek Carr because he automatically becomes the best quarterback in that division, whereas in his previous division, he may be third at best, perhaps, depending on what happens with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. So I like it in that regard. I just wonder how – good that team will be in the big picture, though. The NFC is not as good as the AFC. Yes, they have a good defense. Yes, he reunites with Dennis Allen, but offensively, Michael Thomas may not be there. We don't know the situation with Alvin Kamara moving forward. I, I like Chris Olave, but I-, I just don't know what they have there from a weapons perspective for him uh, in regards to the offense. But he gets to go to a team that wanted him, and in- and he was the first option, whereas with the Jets... He was always going to be the second option. They clearly want Aaron Rodgers, according to reports, more uh, than they want him. So he was always going to be the fallback option in that particular scenario. Frank
5: Isola. It's it's incredible, right? It just shows you, number one, the need for that position in the NFL. It's so important. So you have a guy that I think most people consider Derek Carr above average. An above average quarterback got a great contract. That's unbelievable that he got that much money. And to George's point – Getting out of the AFC, forget the division, just out of the AFC in general is smart. Going to a place like New Orleans in a bad division, I started thinking about this too. Everyone talked about the playoff success. I looked it up, and this is from a long time ago. There was a pretty good quarterback named Jim Plunkett who went to Oakland. He was 32, never won a playoff game, won the Super Bowl that year. Nick Foles was 28, mm-hmm. had never won mm-hmm. a playoff game before. Won a Super Bowl. Derek Carr is very capable, with the talent he has in that team, to have a second career. So you've
1: got the Saints winning the Super Bowl this year. Impressive take. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Justin Tinsley.
3: Yeah, over the last two seasons, the Saints have had five starting quarterbacks. From 2006 to two, 2020, they had five starting quarterbacks. So they were looking for stability there. And honestly, I like the move for Carr and and the Saints. Now, I, obviously, the Jets were in the conversation. They have so much young talent over there. But – if you look at that division, that division is far tougher with Josh Allen and the Bills and the Dolphins, and still Bill Belichick is coaching the Patriots, so I like this. It, it, he's immediately the best quarterback in the NFC South, mainly because we don't know who the other three quarterbacks are in the NFC South, and Courtney just mentioned the defense, and you know, Derek Carr never played with the top 15 defense in the league. So the, the Saints are top 10 the last the last three seasons, so I get it. On paper, it makes a lot of sense, and it makes a lot of sense to, uh, to pay a guy $150 million when, when you're desperate for stability at that position back to
1: Courtney Cronin on what it means maybe for the rest of the QB carousel this offseason
2: Derek Carr wanted to take his sweet time with his free agency, and he did. So he's the first domino to fall. Now you've got to ask yourselves, what does that mean for the Jets? Don't rule out Aaron Rodgers, of course, but also don't rule out Jimmy Garoppolo. There was some considerable buzz about him potentially joining the Jets throughout the NFL Combine. What this means for the Carolina Panthers, though, they were the other team that was in the Derek Carr mix. Now they're going to have to use a lot of resources to potentially move up from number nine up the draft board. Maybe it's number one. This is great news for the team that I cover, the Chicago Bears, in driving up that price for the number one overall pick.
1: And
4: George Sadano. Tony, be careful what you wish for if you're the Saints, though. I know Derek Card wanted to take his time, but he was the first domino to fall. He's also coming off the worst career year statistically that he's had in a very long time. With the Jets, though, that carousel may not land on Jimmy Garoppolo. If you're Jimmy Garoppolo, why wouldn't you want to go to the Raiders and reunite with Josh McDaniels, a guy who was there for you from the beginning of your career? Mm.
1: We've been horned, we'll move on. Now to the NBA and the position the Memphis Grizzlies find themselves in. I mean, we take it very seriously. Um, you know, there's uh, two elements to this that I want to make very clear. There's a supportive element, you know, someone that's, you know, got to get better and, and it needs some help. But then also there's accountability to the team that we got to stand for. Um, so obviously uh, nationwide, you know, league-wide, there's a, a lot of attention on gun violence. And, um, you know, for us internally in this matter, you know, that that's the stance that we've taken about how we can support jobs throughout this growth opportunity as a learning opportunity, um, you know, and hopefully we can be better. from it. Since we last discussed John Morant on Friday, the IG Live video he posted and the Grizzlies saying he'd be away from the team for two games and his statement taking responsibility and that he'd be seeking help in how he deals with stress. George Sedano, how do you consider it all?
4: I heard Taylor Jenkins be the empathetic leader that he always is. He has a great relationship with his particular squad, Tony. They're very open and honest with each other. I think that there's some disappointment there, certainly, but I would say that John Morant is disappointed in himself. I've gotten a chance to meet his father, T. Moran, as well. Uh, They have a great family. I would imagine that this is a time for that particular family to get together, and Ja, obviously, and kind of look at this situation, look at themselves and particularly Ja in the mirror and how they can rectify this particular situation. And I'm coming from a position of basically love, Tony, in the sense of Ja Moran is one of the faces of this league, He's a 23-year-old man who, let's face it, at least I can speak for myself, at 23 years old, I know I made some questionable decisions and I didn't have the spotlight that he had. So hopefully he looks at himself in the mirror in this situation and him and his family and the Grizzlies family get together and figure out whatever time they need, whether it's two games or more perhaps, to figure out how to get himself better, to get himself the help that he needs, and to understand that this situation could have been even more catastrophic. I'm gonna look at this glass half full here, where yes, he brandished a weapon on IG, and certainly he should have never done that. There's no arguing in regards to that. He's even obviously discussed that in his statement, but it could have led to perhaps an injury or something even involving the authorities. And thankfully, we didn't get to that situation.
1: You addressed John Moran's statement from over the weekend. We're going to put that up right now as we turn to Frank Isola on how you heard Taylor Jenkins addressing it. And also, please address Moran's statement.
5: Well, good job by you guys on Friday addressing a story that a lot of people are ignoring. So Wednesday, this story comes out. And what strikes me is a lack of self-awareness from John Moran. So your business is out there. The Washington Post is writing the story. And they're referring to alleged incidents that involve a gun. At the very least, if you're John Moran, you would think, you know what? Maybe I better dial it back a little bit. You know, my name has been out there for all the wrong reasons. He did the opposite. He basically flaunted it in front of the league, and to say when you're 23 you make mistakes, we all do. They don't all include with a gun, and that's the big issue. And my other question would be, and I think when you talk about the league investigation, they have specific language in the CBA about bringing guns to work and with you when you're traveling. That's a team plane. Did he bring it on the plane with him? If he did, he's going to be in a lot of trouble for something like that. The situation was out of control long before what happened on Saturday night. Did you see this
1: going from time away from the team to being an actual league suspension, Frank Isola?
5: I, I, would think, I would think it would have to be some kind of suspension. I have no idea how long that would be, but I would have to think there's too many things. Let's remember the thing that happened January twenty fifth with the Indiana Pacers on the loading dock at at well, uh, the. The NBA looked into that; they he, could
1: not corroborate anything. Well, I, you're
5: you're one hundred percent right. But the security guard who works for the Pacers, he thought it was a gun. He was standing there, and that's usually those security guards are either ex cops, ex FBI guys. So I'm gonna what he said. I'm gonna take that into account. I think there's gonna be a suspension here.
3: Justin Tinsley. You know, I've been thinking about this situation a lot over the weekend. I just think about people who I know in my past and the decisions that they made and the consequences that came from it. So I'm going to say this, like I've said, I've said this many times on this show. I love John Morant. I still love John Morant and I want what's best for John Morant. I'm hoping, I'm hoping he's taking time to assess his mental health and, and, you know, everything he's dealing with in his life. And look, look, I don't fault John Morant for owning a gun. Being black in America, sometimes you feel like you have have to protect yourself and to be young, gifted and black with that type of money and power is daunting because you always feel like somebody is going to take it from you. But in, in regards to this case, you you can't be the person to take it away from yourself. When you brandish a gun like that on a video, I know how certain people think. People will look at that and see it as a taunt. People will look at that and be like, "Oh john ja morant oh that 's a come up that that 's an invitation to a party that you want no parts of so when, and when I see that that 's why I get scared for John ja Morant because you don 't know how everybody else is going to look at that video so i, I, I to to John ja Morant to any young person watching this. Don't lose the gift of being rare by being reckless. And that's what this was. And thankfully, hopefully it does not follow him for the rest of his life. But, you know, I I want what's best for John Morant. But this was a self-inflicted wound that I hope does not follow him for the rest of his career. And Courtney Cronin.
2: He's 23 years old, and he's sitting on generational wealth. I hope he doesn't throw it all away. That $195 million rookie max extension kicks in next year, and he's going to have a lot of time to think about it, potentially during this two-game. They're not calling it a suspension, but a leave of absence from the team. Let's not forget what happened with Gilbert Arenas when he brought a gun into the Wizards' locker room, and that was a 50-game suspension. According to the language that Frank was referencing in the CBA, you're not allowed to bring a gun onto a team plane or just during any sort of transportation where you are representing an NBA team. So I would think that this two-game absence where John Morant's going to have time to reflect back on what he did, and he talked about finding different methods to relieve stress and you know fe- affect his overall well-being, he-, he better find a better way to do it than brandishing a gun on Instagram Live and trying to flex because that could lead you to lose everything that you ever worked for. And at 23 years old, I don't want to see him throw his career away.
1: Thanks for your thoughts on this. It's important to remember, of course, there's a legality of all it involved. No charges have been filed against Moran. We, we recognize what that, is, But there is a responsibility in the conduct policy code. Uh, all NBA teams have with their players. And we're going to take a break right here. Be back buy or sell with NBA News of the Weekend. Some great games. We'll talk about that next.
0: ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. Welcome back to
1: Around the Horn, coming to you from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Did Anthony Richardson win the combine by setting the quarterback all-time records for highest vertical and broadest broad jump? And what exactly that does for a quarterback? George Sodato, by yourself. I'm selling,
4: Tony. We've come a long way with the Combine since Mike Mamula, but ultimately the game tape doesn't lie, okay? He's still a quarterback that has some flaws, but ultimately this becomes about where he goes and what kind of coaching staff, how they nurture him, how they make his game grow. I think that'll be more important to his career than the Combine.
1: 40 Cronin.
2: His measurables are impressive and they did help him jump up the vo- up the board according to Vegas to be the second quarterback taken mm. overall, but that doesn't tell you what the success is going to be in the NFL. He completed 53.8% of his passes and started 13 games at Florida. His accuracy is an issue, his footwork is an issue, his ability to manipulate defenses with his eyes. Those are the things I'm more concerned about. Justin
3: Sinsley, I want to say this. The last year at Wyoming, Josh Allen completed 56% of his passes for less than 2,000 yards. I say that to say this. Look, man, all you need is one team to sit the tee. That's all you need. And and, and the potential with Anthony Richardson is through the chart. So this makes total sense. So
1: you like a quarterback who could broad jump? Don't know what it's for, (laughs) but hey, all it takes is one. All you need is one. Well, if they get rid of the tush push, then maybe you have to broad jump over a lot. Frank Aitola, how about you?
5: You know, the combine confirmed what we all knew, that the guy's an incredible athlete. I think a big part of it, George touched on it. Where is he going to – which team picks him? And can you go to the right situation where maybe you sit for a year with a great coach, great offensive coordinator, then the future could be bright.
1: Fire Cell 2, Phoenix 130, Dallas 126. Great game. Non-pleasant pleasantries between KD and Kyrie. And this Doncic game tire not falling. And then face to face, Donchich and Booker oh. afterwards. Sons of Mavs robbery was already feisty. Now this, what to buy from Phoenix's tight win, Courtney.
2: This is going to sound weird, but I'm actually buying Dallas's defensive strategy in this game. They led in the second half, even though KD and Devin Booker combined for 73 points. It's all the other players outside of the two superstars and how they shot the ball that have me concerned. And that might be a preview for what we see in the postseason. 8 of 26 from deep. Any player not named KD or Devin Booker. Okay, you
1: finally got to the stat. But you're right. I think it does sound weird that the team allowed 130 and you're rephrasing their defense. Justin Tinsley, how about you?
3: I've seen all I needed to see, man. This is Kevin Durant's team. He, opened, he opens the floor up for everybody for a team that, 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 that already has the floor open. And He will close more games out than he doesn't as long as he's healthy. And in his first three games with Phoenix, he's shooting 70% from the field. Frank
5: Isola? That was classic Kevin Durant, driving hard to his left pull-up jumper from a mid-range. And when you have Devin Booker as your teammate, and come playoff time, you're going to have to decide which one of your best defenders is going on, either Booker or Kevin Durant. Good luck with that. Hey, George Sedano. Tony, Kevin Durant's the most malleable player in the sport, maybe
4: in the sport's history. He can fit anywhere, plug and play. And those guys that were, are going to get those open looks, they're going to get used to getting those open looks, and they're going to their percentage will
1: increase because of it. Frank, are you beginning to lean towards Phoenix in the West? Sounds like you're leaning no, I, a little bit. I, I I said that last week. They're, they're too
5: talented. They'll be too tough to knock out. I think it's going to be Denver or Phoenix in the conference Did final. you
1: see the video from behind the benches yep. that showed Monty and showed Jason Kidd laughing at Booker and Dodgers when they went head-to-head like, what are these guys doing yeah. I mean, Come on. I love it. I we'll love it. it. We'll move on. Ladies and gentlemen, the next weekend. Julius Randle's game winner, Friday over Miami. Bang, bang, Gosh, the very rare bang-bang from Mike Breen. And then Sunday versus Boston, double overtime win, backing up everything they've done for the last month. Nine straight wins. Frank, what to buy from these Knicks now?
5: Well, Julius Randle is an all-NBA player. They didn't have Jalen Brunson last night, but give Tom Thibodeau Mm. a lot of credit. He only gets blamed for everything. They're one of the top top offenses in the league, and they're a physically tough team, like the old Knicks back in the 90s. Sadano. Tony, they
4: embody their coach. They're a lunch pail type team. Like I said last week, if they get a first round series against Cleveland, I like them in that series. A great regular season story. Good for ratings for the NBA,
1: but they'll be a tough out with whoever they play. But well, you still think a first round series team and not further. Courtney Cronin, how about you? Well, they Later. could be a
4: second round team. Second round team. They could be if they get Cleveland, they're a second CC? round team.
2: Buying them as a legitimate playoff contender. Number four offense in the NBA. Seventh best point differential. They have a legitimate big three. Julius Randle's playing like an all-star. And to Frank's point, they won that game in double overtime without Jalen Brunson there. R.J. Barrett making some his hay too.
3: And Emmanuel Pickley was the one doing it yesterday. And Tinsley, how about you? The New York Fight and Isolas are a great team, but we're downplaying history. Kyrie <laughs> and Ray Allen got a bang. Julius Randle got a bang, bang. Who's going to be the first to get the John Witherspoon, the bang, bang, bang? <laughs> yeah,
1: <that's laughs> so wait, it's Curry. It was Marcus Smart. Dacic. It was Luka Doncic. It was Eric Gordon. Eric and now Gordon. it's Julius Randle, bang, bangs. And I think it was Jesse J, Nicki Minaj, and Aria Grande. Uh, <laughs> that's it for Sedano and Tinsley. Isola, Cronin, showdown.
3: come
1: fx's shogun now streaming on hulu there were some enormous performances in college basketball this weekend but any bigger than caitlin clark rolling up a 30 point triple double in the big 10 title game i smoked ohio state Aliyah boston won the sec title and saying it doesn't stop there for south carolina all they do is win courtney did Clark's triple double, though, just end all player of the year to be.
2: It did for me. She's the only player to go 25, 15, and 10 in a game. Men or women's college basketball, she's done it twice now. Very Sabrina esque.
5: 30, 17, and 10, she had. That's incredible. But Aaliyah Boston, let's remember team is undefeated. Best player, undefeated team. That's going to go a long, long way to being the best player in the mm, country. Not, but the
1: big shots though, you have those moments that become highlights, that become ugh, right. point. Courtney Cronin, showdown to, ladies and gentlemen. Giannis this weekend, signing the Antetokounmpo Bucks jersey for the young fan who then took <laughs> off the jersey to show she was wearing a Tyrese Maxi Sixers jersey under. Ooh. How great is that? But this is also a headline story. Intentionally missing a shot to grab an offensive rebound for a triple-double. But the news of the day, the NBA rescinded that rebound and that triple-double today. NBA is always watching. Frank, is that the right call?
5: Lee got it right. Giannis got it wrong. I love Giannis Antetokounmpo. I have a man crush on him. You cannot cheat the game like that. He's too good of a player. That's beneath him to do something
1: like that. Tony Cronin. Bad job.
2: Imagine if Russ or Harden did something like this in creating their own stats. Everybody loves Giannis because he's so likable, but the NBA did the right
1: thing. I remember Ricky Davis doing it on his own rib. (laughs) Courtney Cronin, 30 seconds of FaceTime. The Greek
2: tweet. Wide receivers, defensive backs, other positions, I know why they have to run the 40 at the NFL Combine. What I don't understand is why offensive linemen have to do it. We saw Oklahoma offensive tackle Wanya Morris pulling up on his second attempt, getting a grade two hamstring strain. Hopefully, he'll be okay to perform in private workouts next year. But you don't need to see this to know that these players can play football. Give me 10 yards, give me 20 yards at most. I don't need a 40-yard dash from offensive linemen.
3: I think I might need a 40 yard dash in my around the horn panelists though. Let's go!